Hi, guys, and welcome to the Healthified Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McLaughlin, holistic health coach, writer, and wellness entrepreneur who has, for over 15 years, delved deeply into my passions of nutrition and health. Before we get started, this episode of Healthified is brought to you by Gratified, a natural foods company I launched in order to make a more impactful change in the packaged food space. We have an exciting new product, our Empower Bar Baking Mix, which provides you the ability to make your own healthy nutrition bars at home. It's super easy and convenient with minimal ingredients. Ditch the traditional bars on the market that are loaded with sugar, unhealthy fats, and other inflammatory ingredients. Take back control of your health and blood sugar with our Empower Bar Baking Mix. All of our products are made with real food ingredients and blood sugar balance in mind. For a discount off of our products, visit gratified.com and use the promo code HEALTHIFIED at checkout. Today's guest is certified health coach Toby Peel. After many years as an elementary school teacher, she decided to follow her passion for health and wellness. She got her health coaching certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and soon after, she founded her company, Toby's Plate. While at Toby's Plate, she has coached a number of different clients, but she also experimented with some meal prep and corporate wellness lunches in San Francisco. Most recently, she was a health coach for Fitbit, where she worked for two and a half years. Now she is looking to get back to coaching her own clients through Toby's Plate and is getting started with her latest project, a healthy family-friendly bakery. In our conversation, we discuss how health issues she was experiencing as a young elementary school teacher led her to functional medicine and put her on her career path of health coaching, what tests she underwent with her functional medicine doctor and steps she took to heal holistically. The different hats she tried on after getting certified as a health coach before getting hired by Fitbit, the advice she lends for new moms wanting to establish self-care habits, get and stay healthy, which can also be applied to anyone wanting to take baby steps to feeling well. Let's head to our chat. Hi, Toby. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me today. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the Healthified podcast. I'm so excited about this conversation. Oh yeah. Um, I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah. Great. Um, so for those of you listening, this is Toby Peel. She is a certified health coach and founder of her company, uh, Toby's plate. And she is also a former Fitbit health coach, which I think is really cool. And I'm excited to learn more about as well as a mom to an almost two-year-old. So a lot to chat there. Um, but with that, could you just kick us off and tell us more about your story background and how you got to where you are? Yeah. So I was, um, I mean, I guess I'll start from childhood. I was just considered to be a pretty healthy kid. That's how I saw myself. That's how my family and others saw myself. Um, I was just really high energy, very athletic, uh, naturally thin. I just really didn't feel like I had a whole lot to worry about. Um, and into college things kind of stayed the same, but after college I was teaching, uh, I taught elementary school for eight years. Wow. And yeah, about four years in, I just started having some health conditions, um, things that were really starting to concern me. So I had really chronic um, fatigue. I was just exhausted every day, mm-hmm. all day. Couldn't wait to get back into bed. Um, I was starting to develop some anxiety, which was something that was new to me. And then on top of that, I was also having a lot of digestive issues. So this was things like bloating, um, just a lot of stomach discomfort, like every single day, um, loose stools, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. 
I really knew something was up and it was worrying me because I just didn't feel like myself. Uh, and so because of all this, I sought out my general practitioner because that's what I thought to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get any answers. So that was a bit frustrating. I was told, you know, you're an elementary school teacher. It's totally normal to feel exhausted. And it's definitely true to some extent. And any teacher out there knows how tiring it can be to be around kids all day. Mm-hmm. But I just knew there was something more. I was 26 years old and I shouldn't be feeling this way. Right. And so it was actually my sister who recommended I go seek out a functional medicine doctor who she had worked with. And so I did this and it was really a turning point for me for so many reasons, not only for my health, but also eventually for my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and my functional medicine doctor just opened my eyes to a whole different approach to health and wellness. We did a ton of testing and I love testing. I love to just get yeah. answers and find out what's really happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we did a stool test. We did um, blood work, all sorts of things. And I found out I had leaky gut, hypothyroid, hypothyroidism. Um, And because of my leaky gut, I, which is um, when your gut lining is impaired, Mm -hmm. your intestinal lining and food particles are able to seep through, um, your body starts to kind of attack itself. And because of this also, I was not absorbing nutrients. So I was incredibly low in vitamin D, B12, iron, all sorts of things. So I finally understood why I was feeling this way, which was empowering. Mm -hmm. And then we took an approach to help me heal. Um, So this, and it was a holistic approach. And so this whole experience was so incredible for me because Mm -hmm. I was able to feel better. Um, But also I realized how just changing your habits and lifestyle can just impact your life in such a positive way. And I wanted to have this effect on others. So it wasn't a quick and easy fix. It took years, Mm -hmm. but in this process, I realized that I wanted to also um, do something in the holistic health space. And that led me to health coaching. Yeah. um, And there's so much in what you just told us about your background that I want to unpack Um, and you know, about leaky gut specifically, it reminded me of a conversation that I had with Caroline, um, Healy, who, you know, Mm. and, um, is an earlier podcast conversation about healing the gut and what leaky gut is and the steps to take. And I want to kind of get into more of that with you, but I know that you and I connected on the phone weeks ago and it's crazy to me, just kind of the overlap and the similarities in our backgrounds. And I don't even think I told you, I don't even think I knew this about you, but I, also went and got my master's in elementary, um, education and I never taught and, you know, kind of hearing you talk about those early symptoms. Um, yes, it, when you're a teacher that can seem like that would be a natural cause for like exhaustion and fatigue, but there was something in you that was like, well, this isn't normal. And I think that that's really important for people to hear because, I also went to a general practitioner years ago when I was experiencing digestive issues and he looked at me and you could just tell he was like burnout jaded. I don't know. Never went back to this doctor again, but he looked at me and he was like, maybe this is just your normal. And I was like, I yesterday was writhing in pain in my bed because of my stomach pain. And you're telling me this is my normal. And, and after that, I quickly looked into the functional medicine approach. Um, 
So it's just so important to kind of be your own advocate with things like that. Um, and we can get into that a, a little bit mm-hmm. down the road, but I want to go back to childhood because you, um, I love food stories and I love health stories. And I always say that our journey with health starts from childhood, whether it's more like yours, where you were considered more healthy growing up, or it's more like mine where I ate Oreos and Pringles, but then that became a motivating factor for getting healthy later. Um, so you said you had a lot of energy, you were athletic, was nutrition, something talked about in your household? Um, or was that something you kind of discovered later in life? It was definitely something discovered later in life. Mm. I was quote unquote healthy, right? I was, Mm -hmm healthy by, if you looked at me, um, Mm -hmm. I was healthy because of my energy levels, because of my, um, appearance. And I mean, in adolescence, I didn't really have acne. Like there were certain things that made me feel like I was very healthy. Uh Um, and I think one of them, I think the main driver was really just being thin toned and athletic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot, um, that has a lot to do with genetics too. Um, but in terms of nutrition, I, we did not necessarily have the most healthy upbringing. And I think a lot of people growing up in the nineties had a similar upbringing. Exactly. It was the time of processed foods, quick and easy meals. And I mean, I lived off of sugar cereals, the Eggo waffles, Dunkaroos, Gushers, so many snacks. Um, and meal times were like tough, you know, we had mm-hmm. a couple of pieces of broccoli with our breaded chicken and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I definitely was not a healthy kid. And then I think my mom started to get on the health train a little bit, um, mm-hmm. when we were probably in high school. And so I started being a little more conscious and aware. Mm-hmm. And then in college, I, I guess I was just like more conscious of eating more vegetables, but still definitely ate a ton of like pasta and junk. Yeah. Um, after college, I don't know what hit me. I moved to New York. Oh no, I was actually in Connecticut first for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and then New York. Um, but I think just getting into my twenties and and realizing, uh, that, that food could really impact how we felt. Um, I was just somewhat aware of this, not, not entirely aware, but I was just more conscious of filling my plate with more vegetables I thought I was being really healthy, having my going crunch every morning. Exactly. Breakfast. Same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely more health conscious as I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started working with my functional medicine doctor and learning about nutrition, and then also in my health coaching um, studies, that's when I really became more aware and kind of excited about, about the whole world of nutrition and, and how it can impact our bodies. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like fortunately now it's the message is more loud and clear that what we eat affects, you know, it's not that archaic model of calories in calories out. Like it's connected to our brain health, um, obviously our digestive health and, um, mental health. And so that's all it's, a more holistic picture is getting painted. And I think that's becoming more mainstream. I know we probably have a long way to go in terms of trickling into all the populations. Um, but let's talk more about the functional medicine side. And I would be curious to kind of hear what tests you actually got done. And if someone is listening and this is resonating with them, like what kind of tests they would need to ask for. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you said that 
the changes that you had to make to nutrition and lifestyle took years. So I would be curious to hear more about what those were. Yeah, sure. Um, so when I first did some testing with my doctor, we did a stool sample, which um, if it's your first time doing one, it's kind of disgusting and you feel <laughs> I've done it, one. It's cool. <laughs> it leads to really, um, incredible information. So I did the stool test. Uh, I also did just blood work in general. We looked at so much, um, including my hormone levels, uh, which helped us identify hypothyroidism, but also whether or not I was, you know, um, how my levels in vitamin D and B12, mm-hmm. like I was saying before, and all sorts of things were, um, cholesterol, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I also did a SIBO test mm. because of the digestive issues I was having. And that's a breath test. It's kind of a little more difficult than it sounds because you have to actually monitor what, what you eat, um, the day before. And it's all very bland foods like Mm -hmm. chicken and eggs and white rice. And then on top of that, I actually also did, um, a saliva test for cortisol. Mm. So it was, yeah, it was exciting to do all this testing and in a way also a little scary because, um, it identified what I was worried about, right? I did have abnormal levels of um, my, gosh, what was I just saying? <laughs> cortisol, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My cortisol and, um, you know, it's peaking at the wrong times during the day. And that was contributing to my anxiety and just levels of stress. Um, and then in addition with the um, SIBO test, I did test mildly for SIBO, but my doctor th- didn't think we needed to do a full on protocol yet. And then leaky gut was identified in the stool test as well as just like some disruption in my gut microbiome. And we just needed to pay a little more attention there. Um, mm-hmm. And again, with the blood work, I was able to take supplements to help um, elevate and just regulate those levels that I was low in. Yeah. So then what, so after identifying the leaky gut, I mean, healing the gut, right. It's this kind of like abstract term. Um, what were kind of the specific steps that you took, um, in your protocol? So first I was put on some supplements. Um, Mm -hmm. one of those was L-glutamine and that Mm -hmm. really helps to repair the intestinal lining. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do swear by that one. I, I felt kind of not immediate impacts, but pretty quickly. I felt that was really doing its job. Yeah. Um, and then a probiotic, a really good probiotic that my doctor recommended. Um, and omega three, and then those just other vitamins, um, that I tested low in. So those were the supplements I was put on. And then in addition, we looked at diet and we did an elimination diet. Um, and, I had tried to eliminate certain things in my diet before, but without accountability, I was just not able to do it. Right. Um, so I eliminated gluten, which is super important with leaky gut because mm-hmm. that can really break down those intestinal, um, barriers. Yes. And so eliminated gluten, dairy, eggs, corn, soy, alcohol, sugar, the usual, mm-hmm. um, and I was definitely starting to feel better. And over time I've added all of that back in, except for gluten, um, and minimal amounts of dairy. Mm -hmm. So on top of that, um, we also just took a holistic approach. So working to manage stress levels, which was big for me, um, introducing meditation, 
Mm. And that was not easy. I did not take quickly to meditation, but, um, it's a skill that you have to practice. And I always tell my clients that as well. Uh, but so I was working on that and also changing up some exercise because I only did like intense cardio. Yeah. Um, so adding in yoga and just like more gentle walking and things like that. Um, and then in general, just with my diet, I eventually it took time because it was so hard to change my habits, but really, um, got rid of sugar for the most part. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, treats here and there are fine and, and it happens. Um, and if I go for a treat, it's like a healthier one, one that I make myself or Mm -hmm. dark chocolate. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to eliminate those processed foods and trying to do a lot more home cooking, which I was in my mid twenties going out all the time. So this was something new for me, but that really um, was a big difference, made a big difference. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's very extensive. And, um, you know, I think the stress, stress management piece is really important for people to hear, especially in the approach that you took to exercise, because there's just this belief in our society that you just need to go harder when, when you are dealing with hormonal imbalances and stress in other aspects of life, like the more stress that you put in on your body physically, the more those cortisol levels can go haywire. So people actually need to hear the fact that sometimes you actually need to slow down in order to feel better, not the other way around. Um, and yeah, meditation, um, is something that, you know, I think all humans should be doing, whether it's actually sitting on a cushion or just practicing, bringing awareness to your thoughts and your breath throughout the day, no matter what you're doing. Um, so quick tangent there. I mean, I know you have a small child. Do you still meditate? (laughs) Um, you know, I, I actually do. I, I don't meditate long. Um, and I don't think everybody has to set aside these big blocks of time for meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't meditate every day, but I just try for three to five minute blocks um, mm-hmm. a couple of times a week. And I've found that that makes a difference um, yeah. for me and it's also attainable. So I, and I listen to guided meditations. I actually, I was a Fitbit health coach. I really yeah. liked the meditations that they had on their platform. And so I, those were my go-to. Yeah. Um, and also, like you said, it doesn't really have to be sitting on a cushion for me, just being in nature is meditative. Um, yes. So whenever I can get into trees and onto paths um, in the woods and things like that, I feel that is also a meditation for me. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually, right before this conversation, went on my regular walk in the woods, and that's my favorite way to exercise. And I'll count it because before I had Mason, I meditated every single day. And I actually have this beautiful spot that I'm looking at right now in my house and it has plants and it has a cushion and it has a yoga block and it has, um, Palo Santo. And I've probably have gone into that room two or three times since he was born. I don't know why I think having a baby, I resist it so much. I just feel as if it's not that I like, feel like I need to completely still my mind. I know that's not possible, but it's like, I think with just all the things that come along with having a child and maintaining the household and like his schedule. And it's just like, my mind can be a scary place and I'm just not ready to visit it right now. You know? Um, Well, yeah. Time is precious. And actually my daughter's almost too, like you said, I did not meditate for the first year. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's good. Okay. 
Perfect. Maybe I'll come back to it. Um, I'll give myself that grace. Just a couple times a week. It's really not, not that impressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's impressive to to me. And I'm sure a lot of people listening. Um, So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk more about your path and your career. Um, Because again, when we had our conversation and there were so many similarities, especially with getting certified as a health coach and kind of finding your footing um, there, I know that that was kind of challenging for me. So I would love to hear more about like you went to, you got your certification from Institute um, for Integrative Nutrition and I did as well. What did you find were kind of your big challenges or hurdles to establishing a practice right after getting certified? Because I get questions all the time from people asking about that program and how to kind of establish a career as a health coach. So I'm sure this would be really insightful for people listening. Yeah. Um, well, the program itself, I thought was great. I learned so much and it was, um, presented in just in a way that was just really digestible. Um, so I really, and it was holistic, even though there is a focus on nutrition, we also talked about all areas of health. Um, so I thought the program itself was really good. It was a great introduction, but then at the end, it was kind of like, all right, now go off and, and yeah. create your own business. Um, See ya. <laughs> there, there was definitely the, the push to do it on your own. I felt mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. that, after that program. And they help you um, talking about website design and reaching out to contacts and how to build, um, you know, your initial client base and things like that. So it was it was helpful, and I was really feeling motivated, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to do this." Um, so I created my website. I reached out to all my friends and family, and I said, "Hey, I'm a newly certified health coach, and." I'd love to work with you or anybody you would recommend. And I was able to get a small trickling in of clients. Um, And it was really exciting and and rewarding. Um, And I I just have to admit that I didn't feel super confident as a health coach at this point Mm -hmm. because I just didn't have the practice and I felt like I needed. Um, So I actually gave this a go on my own for I think around six or seven months. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, yeah, around seven months, I'd say. And I had definitely, I was able to work with maybe 15 clients over that time, mm-hmm. um, which I was very proud of myself for doing. Yeah. And I do think I had a positive impact on a lot of their lives. Um, mm-hmm. however, I knew that I needed more time, um, to improve my skill set as a health coach. Um, but while I was doing my own business in order to fill the time and also, you know, try to find ways to increase my income, I was just, I was exploring different routes I could take. So mm-hmm. I was doing meal prep for certain, um, clients in San Francisco. I was also doing these corporate wellness lunches for mm-hmm. two small companies in San Francisco. And these were weekly, weekly lunches. And it was exciting because I do love cooking and um, creating menus and meals. So it was a way for me to try my hand at another passion. Um, I was doing some youth uh, talks, some some nutrition talks with this program in Oakland for the the kids and their families. And it was really exciting, but um, I just felt like I was wearing a lot of hats. I felt Uh scattered um, and I didn't feel like I was doing anything super well. Mm. Um, so Mm -hmm. that is why I sought out getting a role within a company. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, 
I was briefly at this one company called Wellery. And then I was at Fitbit for two and a half years. And once I actually was coaching within this group um, and I had other coaches to communicate with and to collaborate with, um, I just learned so much and I grew quickly and Mm -hmm. I finally felt confident and skilled as a health coach. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I want to get into that in a little bit more detail, but going back to your meal prep service, I think that's so cool. What was your motivating factor for really wanting to provide that service um, to your audiences that you did and what kind of things were on your menus? Yeah, um, actually it started with one client I was working with and she was a mother Mm -hmm. and she had two or three kids at this time. Um, and I was not a mother at this point, so I could not relate at yeah. all. Now mm-hmm. I can. Um, and she said, you know, we would talk about ways that she could add in more healthy foods to her diet. Um, she was just, you know, eating a lot on the go and she felt she was not able to, um, prepare meals that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so she asked if I was willing to do a little meal drop off for her. And I said, you know, sure. Why not? This is something that I feel others could benefit from. And it's something that I also really enjoy doing cooking. Uh, so it all started with her and she was my first client and I would just do like a protein. So I would do something like grilled chicken and then I would do a couple veggies or whole grain sides. So mm-hmm. I would keep it really simple, like roasted sweet potatoes and quinoa with lemon and pine nuts, just like really straightforward um, meal ideas. Yes. And she loved this. This was such an easy way for her to have a healthy lunch or dinner or whatever it was. And so I then started talking to a few other people in my community and I, I only had about five clients at a time, which was plenty because it's a lot to actually cook for that many people. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I started getting a little more creative with my menu. So sometimes um, offering like a sauce, like a romesco sauce, a tahini sauce, I would have just about like five offerings per week and you could just pick and choose. Um, But yes, I would like put together salad ingredients and um yeah, it, it was not nothing super exciting, but it was home cooked, always organic ingredients um, and just foods that I knew would make them feel good, feel energized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. And, you know, and I don't think that it has to be um, a healthy meal has to be complicated or overly exciting. Right. And you said the, pu- the buzzword, like the secrets in the sauce, like yeah. give me a good sauce or some spices or a delicious dressing and a plain piece of grilled chicken and some quinoa or some greens and like bada bing, bada boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the story about your first client because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if this is the wrong way to think about it, but as Mason, you know, he's almost 10 months, he's starting to eat more solid food outside of the realm of purees. Um, and I can see how easy it would be, especially when he tosses things aside for moms to kind of like nitpick off of those meals. And I just want to say for any mom listening, like, please don't eat off of your child's high chair. Like, I I think that if you can prepare your own meal, even if it's basic and even if it's bland to actually put it in a bowl and sit down. And even if you're eating it alongside your child, eating the stuff off of the high chair, like, I think that that would make moms feel a little bit, um, just like an upgrade right then and there. Would you Mm -hmm. agree with that statement? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. I don't want to like be 
to a hard ass here, but like, I'm just, I once saw this meme that was like, do yourself a favor and like, don't eat your child's goldfish or something like that. Like, it was just like, you know, and there's nothing wrong. I'm not vilifying it. And I don't want to place any judgment on food. Cause I don't like to look at through that lens, but I'm just saying like, I, I can understand now and I see how it's so easy, but that's one thing that I try and do for myself every day is like to still fix like a beautiful, not beautiful. It's not always beautiful. Trust me. Sometimes it's like hummus and crackers off of a plate, but it's my plate, you know, and it's like set aside for me. And there's, you know, that distinguishing factor there. Um, so that was just a little tangent, but, um, hopefully it's helped someone listening. Um, so tell us more about your experience as a Fitbit health coach. I think that that's so cool and so rewarding that you got hired by a corporation for your certification. I remember in my path, getting recognized and hired by a company as a health coach and just having that be so gratifying because it was, it it was just like a reassurance that, um, you know, of getting certified. So, um, tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. What types of people did you work with? What were some of their health goals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I definitely agree with, with what you said. It was so gratifying. It was so exciting to feel like I'm this hireable candidate now for a company like Fitbit. Um, I do have to say I was one of their first hires and That's I awesome. felt really lucky to have gotten the position um, because I just, you know, a little bit of fake it till you make it. I didn't feel like I was the most qualified candidate, but somehow I interviewed well and I got the position. Uh, the other coaches who were hired were incredible. A lot of them were actually registered dietitians, um, had been coaching for years and I was able to learn so much from them. So I was really grateful um, to have that opportunity. And while I was at Fitbit, it was very different from the coaching I was doing with my own clients at Toby's Plate because mm-hmm. it was all digital messaging. So mm-hmm. that was a huge um, learning curve for me because I had to learn to create rapport and connect with participants in this different way. Oh, that's um, so interesting. Also, yeah, and participants, they came, they signed up for coaching for a reason. They were really seeking you know, that quick fix, they were, um, they were wanting to oftentimes lose weight, feel better. And they just wanted to get going with it. Where's my action plan? Um, you know, what are my new goals? And so it was a lot of, a lot of the coaching in the beginning was about educating these participants, what it meant to work with a health coach. So Mm. this is actually a team approach. We're going, I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to get to know a little bit about your background and um, your motivators and what are some of your long-term goals and how can we create short-term goals from that? Um, and then from there, thinking about attainable action steps that they can start taking today. Um, so I feel like over time, I got a lot more efficient with that (laughs) process. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but it was really interesting to work with, with these participants because, I worked with over 800 at my time at Fitbit, um, some obviously more responsive than others, but when you work with that high quantity and volume of people, you're going to be getting so many different personality types. Yes. Um, so that was interesting. And then also just different health conditions that many were struggling with. It really opened my eyes to how um, many people are struggling with mental health issues, like anxiety and depression in the personal assessment that that was something that every participant filled out um, to begin with. Mm-hmm. And anxiety and depression was maybe seen in 25 of participants' um, assessments. And wow. then sometimes people didn't mention it, but there were signs of 
feeling overly stressed and anxious at work or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that was really eye-opening. And then also, um, this actually connects to something you were mentioning earlier. So many people wanted to lose weight. That was their primary focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they a lot were stuck on calories in, calories out. Yes. And um kind of thinking about fats as as bad and um yeah, just really kind of unaware of where we're heading in terms of the nutrition world. So being a health coach at Fitbit, I felt it was really actually pretty exciting because I was doing so much educating. I was able to show these people um, a different way to look into their health and wellness and Mm -hmm. take a holistic approach, not only focusing on the food and the calories, but also thinking about things like their their exercise habits, their sleep Mm -hmm. routines, their stress, and how that can actually all impact their weight, their energy, and um, whatever it was they were working on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that doesn't surprise me to kind of hear, um, generally speaking, the mentalities that you came in contact with through this channel, because, you know, Fitbit, it's a tracker. It's all about kind of numbers and data. And I imagine that, um, you know, if you, if that's a focus for you, then you're going to kind of want more of that, like black and white approach. Um, so how did you kind of, um, go about that education? What kind of resistance did you come in contact with, with these people? Um, and then can you remember any like specific, like break a client breakthroughs that you had with any of your participants? Yeah. Um, well, first I'll talk about, um, some of the, the challenges that were faced, well, especially trying to educate away from calories in calories out. Um, we do, we did have a feature that was, um, food logging, food tracking, and this wasn't actually something I personally liked to recommend a lot because I think it has people fixating on the calories just way too much, Mm -hmm. but it was, it, it could lead to interesting conversations if a participant was interested Um, or they were already doing it because I could see the actual foods they were eating. Mm -hmm. I could see the macro group, um, macronutrient breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't get too into the nitty gritty there because I think that can also open up a whole can of worms, but, um, just focusing on just like simple things like, okay, how let's look at your breakfast. You're having, um, cereal and coffee with coffee mate in it every morning. Like here's an, this is one area we can really, um, work on. And I actually liked, I probably with like 80% of participants, we would focus on breakfast because I think that's the best way to start your day. If you have a really filling protein fiber rich breakfast, um, that's going to keep your blood sugar levels stable, your energy levels up, your mood stable, um, all these things, it's going to just set you up for a more successful day. And hopefully you'll make better choices at your next meals and so forth. Um, but yeah, so looking at food logging was actually helpful. So that's where the data definitely did come in handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then brainstorming with the participant about some of the breakfast options he or she might be interested in. Um, and then we also had some great resources like on the Fitbit blog that I could share. So that was, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Just to have like the visuals and, um, another source of information coming their way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then some people really, they struggled to stop counting calories and 
uh, eventually you have to realize like it's, you have to meet your participant where they're at. And we all, anyone who's a health coach, that's um, something that's been really drilled into our head. And (laughs) um, if that's the case, like you just support where you can Um, maybe talk about adding in healthy vegetables or fruits or whole grains at certain meals um, versus talking about, you know, versus dwelling on the calories. Like if that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. Um, and hopefully over time you'll, you'll be able to sway them one way. Right. Um, so yeah, but, and then an interesting client story, I guess that comes to mind, uh, kind of gets away from nutrition a little bit, but her, her focus for signing up for health coaching was to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And she was very focused on the nutrition aspect to begin with and also exercise. Um, but over time she was just not making progress, right? She would kind of take these baby steps. She would have her healthy breakfast. She would eat vegetables with dinner, whatever her small goal, her small goals were. And then she'd kind of backtrack and then get back on board and fall off. Mm -hmm. And eventually I just changed direction of the conversation. And we talked about, um, like work, family life and, and, how she was feeling kind of overall. And it turns out she was just emotionally kind of in distress. She was super overwhelmed at work and she was going through some kind of family trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, yeah, I don't know how much I can like divulge, but it's just a, she, it's not, not giving right. any names. Right, 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 right. And what was interesting is we decided to, and she was on board a little reluctant at first, but to try out, um, focusing on her actually her mental health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looked into resources at her company and was able to find a therapist. Um, and also we just talked about things like meditation, creating routines where she could. So like a bedtime routine and a morning routine, um, finding ways to help her feel settled. And when she, because when you're feeling better mentally, you're then able to make these other changes in your life regarding nutrition and activity and all these other habits that you're looking yes. to build. But if you're not in a good headspace to begin with, it's going to be really hard to make those changes. And she came around to that and she really, it was like this incredible aha moment for her. Mm-hmm. And um, the progress she started making after that turn of events was really impressive. So yes. it was a very fun experience. Oh, I love that. And that's such a wonderful breakthrough and amazing that you got to help guide someone to have it. And also something I would just want everyone to hear is like, that's why, you know, you can't always deduce your health journey to not only calories in calories out, but also just food and exercise because everyone has a mental health journey and everyone has a relationship with food and everyone has coping mechanisms. And if you're going through a really hard time, um, it's going to be a little bit more challenging to, um, take care of yourself. Yes. But also to like make a change because your brain is in this space where, um, if it's stressed out, like change is biochemically stressful. And so, um, having those periods of backsliding or whatever, and that's completely normal. We're human beings. It's going to happen, but like it's going to be hard to just make progress. And so, um, I actually have this online course, it's called counting colors. It's all about this. And it's, it's helping people to understand that, like finding, you know, taking the lens 
and panning out from just the food and exercise to maybe helping you create more happiness and joy in your daily life can actually help create the motivating factor to take care of yourself. Um, I won't get too much into it, but it just reminds me of that. And I think that that's such a powerful message for people to hear. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That's, um, amazing. Um, so with regards to your private practice, you're no longer at Fitbit, um, Mm -hmm. coaching clients privately. Um, what kind of clients do you like to work with? Do you attract, um, tell us more about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, most recently I've actually been working a lot more with new moms, um, and helping them kind of through that postpartum stage. Mm -hmm. I just, it just has happened to be that way. I think maybe it's because that's the area of life or the phase in life that I'm in as well. Um, and yeah, the, so the most recent clients I've been working with are people who recently had babies. I actually worked with one client while pregnant and then actually while postpartum. So that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but trying to get back to like feeling like themselves again. Um, I know part of it is maybe losing some of the baby weight, but, um, it goes beyond that. Just trying to establish healthy habits while, um, in this new phase of life and caring for a child makes it so that you actually have less time for yourself as you are very much aware of. Um, but trying to find ways to create healthy meals still to make time for exercise. It might look different, but, um, yeah. And then also prioritizing your sleep and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the area I've been working on with for a lot of people. And it's been very fun because I'm, I can so relate to it all. Yeah. Um, and I can connect very easily with, with these clients. Um, but I'm not just only working with postpartum women. I, I still enjoy working with such a variety of people because I think it keeps it interesting. Um, like I said, at Fitbit, I, work with such a high volume of people and so many different personalities and different goals. And, and that was something that made it very exciting to go into work every day because I knew I would have these varying conversations um, and I would be able to use my brain a little differently. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, but I, I am enjoying the clientele that I'm attracting right now for sure. Yeah. And that was kind of one of my questions is, you know, what do you kind of wish you could tell every new mom or young mom, um, or maybe mom in general, you know, and then what kind of specific, um, baby steps pun intended, uh, do you kind of encourage with your clients to sort of, um, maintain their health and self-care in that phase of life? Yeah, I guess what I would tell every new mom is super cliche. It's like, be, be okay taking it slow and easy and, yeah. um, resting where you can, like mm-hmm. feel people, it also depends on who you were prior to childbirth. But if you were anything like me, you're like a doer, you like to exercise every day. You like to work hard, be social, you know, kind of fill your day to the max. Um, and that was really challenging for me once I had my, my child, Yes, I was so beyond exhausted. I sometimes wouldn't even step outside until 1 PM and I was napping. I'm not a napper normally. And Mm -hmm. I would find myself just needing and craving that extra sleep. Um, and so just being okay with that and recognizing that that's a very normal feeling, 
um, and your body is craving it for a reason. Uh, you're very depleted in yes. many ways. Um, and then also just for baby steps, I think it's, I mean, we have to think about the different areas of health and wellness, but like for nutrition, um, while you're recovering, like if you can have family come and help you cook, if you live in San Francisco, actually, a lot of my friends are East Coast transplants. So we're kind of each other's family. And for everyone who has a newborn, we always actually take turns cooking meals and dropping them off. That's awesome. Um, so having just that community feeling and support can also really help, but trying to eat home cooked meals, um, trying not to just graze and snack all day, setting aside time for meal times, mm-hmm. um, things that are warming, nourishing, comforting, mm-hmm. like stews, soups, um, grain bowls, that kind of thing, uh, can really help you get your energy back. Um, and then when you're up for it, starting to cook yourself, finding times maybe with your baby attached to you and in a carrier or um, maybe when your baby's napping, but doing a little food prep so that you have some healthy options throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one. And then when it comes to like exercise, you have to really trust, you have to be in tune with your own body, of course. But right. if you're running before, definitely might take time um, to get back into that. So starting with walking and um, easing your way back into things. Yeah, no, that's really great advice. And whether, you know, it's a new mom or um, a mom in general, that's wanting to get healthy or just someone who is not a parent, but, you know, wanting to kind of take those baby steps. um, Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot of good information in there um, that can help inspire. Um, So as a mom yourself with a young child, what do you kind of do every day? Um, and what does a day in the life look like for you? And especially when it comes to meal prep and nutrition for your family. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Mm -hmm. well, I feel really grateful for a few things, but, um, one is that my husband actually likes to cook as well. And that makes things a lot easier and he's a very good cook. Yeah. Um, so we share, I always do a little uh, meal planning on Sundays. So I write out our weekly menu. Um, at least I get through Thursday and we go to the store. Um, and it's just really nice to have an idea, a sense for what's to come for the week. And then, um, we usually, my daughter is 19 months old right now. So she'll eat. We don't actually eat mealtimes together yet. I know, um, with, if you follow the solid starts approach, uh, that's, definitely a key factor is to like sit down as a family and eat, but we don't do that. We feed her at six and then we put her to bed at seven and my husband and I have dinner. So whatever we cook for dinner is her meal the next day. Oh, Um, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's really easy that way. Just Mm -hmm. storing the leftovers. Um, and then for like lunches, I'll usually have leftovers for lunch. Um, sometimes, you know, like a quick scrambled egg or, um, yeah, I, lunch is kind of a hodgepodge of things. Yeah. Um, and then we also don't like, we're, we're definitely not perfect. Um, and we'll eat out sometimes we'll get takeout. Um, and we have like a great healthy market near me called buy right and good earth. Actually, those are like my two Mm. favorites. Mm -hmm. They're incredible. All like organic, super healthy. Um, so we'll get some of their like prepared foods, uh, to have for like lunches and stuff like that. And then this is a great one for moms. Um, 
for Emery, I try to do most of the home cooking, but now she eats three meals a day and snacks. So it's a lot to, to prepare and have. It's so overwhelming. No yeah. one tells you about this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to maintain this for years and years. And years. I know. I'm like, it's hard enough to kind of think about that for you and a husband. And then it's like, anyway, yeah. I have a whole new appreciation. Definitely. But so yeah, the leftovers is key for that. But also I've found this company I'm obsessed with called Tiny Organics. Ooh, and that in the show notes, it's really good. Um, they have, it's, um, it's definitely more in like the baby led weaning solid starts approach. And they really encourage like introducing your baby to lots of flavors and different, um, food groups and ingredients. There's no meat in these. Uh, so they're just like vegetarian options. Mm-hmm. So if you're you know feeding your child meat, you can always just cook up some chicken or supplement whatever that. It is. Yeah. Supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's awesome. My daughter has loved every single one and they're, it's just introducing her to so many flavors. And then again, it's just like that easy option. So she'll usually have one per day, um, with lunch or, or her dinner and they deliver um, and they deliver okay. around really the country awesome. or is it mostly in San Francisco? No, no. I, it's actually based in New York. Oh, okay. Perfect. This but is I think awesome. They deliver all over the country. Awesome. That is like my favorite mom hack is still having this healthy, feels like a home cooked meal for your child, but you didn't actually have to prepare it. Yeah. Oh, boom. That's just a win (laughs) of my day. Thank you Mm -hmm. for that. Um, that's so great. Um, so in terms of, I only have a couple more questions for you, but in terms of kind of like a general nutritional philosophy, what would you say yours would be? Um, I would say don't overthink it. (laughs) I love that. Um, Just listen to your body and what you're actually wanting. Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean, my philosophy really is avoiding processed foods, avoiding high sugar foods and filling your plate with whole foods options. Um, trying to create balance where you can. So, I mean, I always try to recommend for myself, for my family and for clients that you try to have a vegetable at least with every single meal, mm-hmm. maybe not breakfast, but fruit with breakfast is good. Um, having color at every meal. So, um, you know, having those greens and some red, purple, whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. Um, because with ex- with added variety with the color in your food, you're also getting variety with the vitamins and minerals and all the nutrients you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I. I don't really have a strong philosophy because I think everybody's so different and um, we just have to listen to what our body needs. And if we eat whole, mostly, you know, whole foods, mostly plants, um, avoiding those sugars and processed foods, then you're probably in a good place. Yeah. A real food, colorful philosophy. That's yours. I like it. Yeah. Um, awesome. So before I ask my last couple questions, where can people find you? I um, have my website called Toby's Plate, so www.tobysplate.com, and you can look into my health coaching there, but also I post recipes and blogs, Um, and then I also have an Instagram, Toby's Plate, and I'm working on my latest endeavor, which is a healthy, family-friendly bakery, Uh, and that website is actually, you can go on it right now, it's a little bit incomplete, but we're getting there. And that's tobysplatebakery.com. I love so, it. Yeah. A couple of places. 
Um, I know that we talked a little bit about that in our previous conversation. So that was kind of one of my final questions on what you're, are you excited about? So um, mm-hmm. everyone needs to check that out and be following along because um, if people know me, they know that I love fire starting endeavors like that. So um, I'm just excited for you and excited to see where you go with it. Thank you. Um, so my final question for you, Toby would be, what do you feel as if you do every day that makes you, it doesn't have to be every day, but what do you feel as if you do in your health self-care routine that makes you feel healthified, or is there something you feel as if you would like to do to feel more healthified? Mm -hmm. That's a good question for me. I think the number one um, thing that makes me feel healthified is getting outside every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I need the fresh air. I need the sunshine in order to feel my best in order to feel energized. And I feel lucky. I think having my 19 month old, um, actually helps even more with this because we live in an apartment in San Francisco. And so we try to be outside with her as much as possible. I love that. Um, and we explore the city and every morning, um, I know it's important for your circadian rhythm as well, but we get out the door by like 8am most mornings and we walk my husband the four or five blocks to work. And then we go to a playground or we just, you know, do something together outside. It's a really nice way to start the day. And it helps me feel kind of more settled and, and ready to tackle whatever comes my way. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and I actually, um, you know, for those of you listening, if you want to kind of implement that into your morning, I'm a big believer because it really does support your natural circadian rhythm. And if, if something like that isn't possible for you or your routine, after I fix my first cup of coffee and I've got to let my dog out anyway, I just go outside with him and I step mm-hmm. outside for like five breaths and like mm-hmm. three sips of coffee. And you know, it, it does that for me. So, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't take much, but I think that that is a really good point. Um, and a good little, uh, habit for people to instill in their morning. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Well, this has been such a great conversation, so much good wisdom and advice and suggestions for people listening, whether they are parents or not. So Toby, this is, um, so insightful and I really appreciate and acknowledge you for sharing your wisdom with us. Well, thank you. It's been really fun being here. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we connected and, um, I know we'll stay connected and I can't wait to see your new endeavor unfold. Thank you. Hopefully it'll be somewhat of a success. (laughs) Yes. All right. Thanks, Toby. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthified podcast and hope you enjoyed this episode. If it resonated with you, please share it with a friend or rate and review the podcast, which helps us share the health with more people. For further learning, be sure to check out the linked resources in the show notes and you can connect with us on Instagram at Healthified and at Gratified. Until next time.